Welcome to the Leading in Love podcast. If you are a leader in any capacity who is married or considering marriage, you're tuned into the right place. We help leaders take care of their marriages. Remember, you are a successful leader and your marriage and family can be successful too. You don't have to sacrifice leadership for love and you don't have to sacrifice love for leadership. And now, here are your hosts, Gary and Julie. Hey, 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 everybody. I hope everyone's doing all right today. Are you doing okay? I'm doing fabulous. Really? Yeah. That's good. Um, I'll try to fix you up. (laughs) (laughs) Test you out a little bit. Yeah. I'm teasing. It's all good. We all make mistakes. (laughs) And it's good to be corrected sometimes. That's right. Yep. So we're back again and we're excited to be here, of course. Yes, we are. No, the good thing is that we've been getting a lot of really good feedback about this podcast. Yeah, we really have been. And, you know, we've come a long way. Recorded a few episodes, talked about some things that really matter in mm-hmm. marriage mm-hmm. and leadership. So it's good to get that kind of feedback. It's motivating. It's encouraging. And we got a lot more content coming. That's right. We're really happy that you guys are truly enjoying yourselves. Yes. You know, the thing is that a lot of people are stepping into leadership earlier, mm-hmm. which means... They'll be in leadership longer. Mm-hmm. So if you have a marriage, you have kids, you need to know how to handle that. Right. And we're here to help you. Yep. So what are we talking about today, honey? Well, we all get frustrated with things. True. When the outcome falls below expectation, we get disappointed. But sometimes trying to get at the outcome, we fall into frustration Because it seems as though we are constantly bumping up against barriers that won't move, right? Yeah. Sounds like life. Yeah. Yeah. Frustrations are essentially repeated disappointments. Frustration results from the inability to change something or achieve progress, success, or fulfillment. Mm -hmm. Frustration is a subjective interpretation of repeated actions that stir up negative emotions inside of us. Yeah. Mark Feinberg, professor of human development at Penn State, says, In my research, most people are frustrated from a lack of support and a lack of honest communication and understanding. I agree with that. Alex Lickerman, doctor of medicine and founder and CEO of Imagine MD, says, It is an uncomfortable paradox that the people closest to us often frustrate us the most. Right. So today, we're going to shed some light on how to see the good side of frustrations, especially in our marriage. We will get into why frustrations are a good thing and how to get on the good side. So, completely agree with everything you said. Mm. And the reality is that frustrations are a way of life. Exactly. Like, it's part of our everyday. There's something that is going to frustrate us. Now... We've had some discussions on different things like pet peeves and triggers. So we have to differentiate between frustrations and the other occurrences of situations that get you in a down state. Right. Like pet peeves, triggers, and disappointments. Mm -hmm. So basically, you become frustrated based on your interpretation of what is happening. Mm. Okay, so you become frustrated with someone based on how you interpret what they do. 
or what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So if you're a leader, you might be frustrated with your staff or your colleagues mm-hmm. because of how you're interpreting what they do. Right. You, feel, you might feel as though they're not moving fast enough on a decision or making decisions that's moving the company in the right or in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Pet peeves on the other end. These are things that just irritate you. It's not really an interpretation of what they're doing. It's mm. just things that bother you. You know, what they're doing in front of you is making you borderline lose your mind. Right. Triggers on the other end, those are hot buttons. Okay. They're pain points that have the potential to boil your emotions to a point where you literally lose control. Right. Okay. So you can kind of see how frustrations are related to disappointments, pet peeves, triggers, because your frustration, though, could be entirely your fault because it's how you're interpreting those things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. So what are some attributes of frustrations? First, uh, they vary in severity. Right. Okay. Some of them not a big deal. Some a very big deal. And the ones that are a very big deal are almost non-negotiable. Sorry, honey, we got to get this fixed. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. Because they impact our decision-making in the short term and in the long term. To the point where you might hear somebody say, I've tried, and I've tried, and I've tried, mm. and I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So they become dis- dissatisfied when certain behaviors have been happening for some time and they don't see any change in sight. For example, uh, you're terribly dissatisfied in how you're treated at home while, while at work. You're measured simply based on your contribution to the to your place of employment and how well you get your work done. Mm-hmm. At home, you're being treated as if you're not doing anything, right. but at work you're celebrated. Yeah. That could be a major cause of frustration. Absolutely. Okay, so why is it that I'm such a great employee and then I come home and now I'm a terrible spouse? Yeah. I'm a incompetent parent. Mm-hmm. And so forth. So that becomes a frustration. I want I want this to change. I want to be valued as I well. I want to be valued. So I keep bumping up against this de- being devalued. Mm-hmm. How do I become valued? Yeah. Right? When you become angry or frustrated with your spouse or you find them unbearing, you have to stop and think about the impact it is having on you. True. Because the impact it has on you is directly tied to the to the decisions you will make and the decisions it will further have on you and therefore the impact will have on others tied to you. Right. So frustration has a really good property though. Right. Okay. Because if you think about it, it's usually a basis for some of the greatest inventions and products that we've seen in the world. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like if you listen to, I've come across a story of Steve Jobs on the iPod and basically you know, he had a large music collection, if I'm telling the story right. And he wanted his entire music library on a pocket device. Mm-hmm. Then we have the iPod. Right. From the iPod came the iPhone, the iPad, and the watch, and all these products that Apple has out there mm-hmm. that's made them a trillion-dollar company. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. that started with, I wouldn't say the entire company was built on that premise, mm-hmm. but that new technology sparked a lot of other great things. Mm-hmm. And, and Apple was able to build a culture around their products. Absolutely. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read, came across this company called Asana, and they, they built a project management software. And their issue was that it was so difficult to manage product, projects with the software and, and, and technology that was out there, so they had to create their own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
the airplane that revolutionized transportation. Absolutely. Okay, so instead of navigating the rough waters, you could just fly over it. Right. Laptops make up for bulky desktops that you can't take anywhere. Mm-hmm. They're they're bulky. They take up space and they're immobile. Mm-hmm. And look at social media, the revolution it's had on, on our media today. Instead of waiting for the news to tell you what they want to tell you, you can get the first-hand experience from people. From people. Right? Yeah. So frustrations, they spur motivation and they bring about innovation. Okay? Mm-hmm. So we want to bring, talk about four steps that we think will help you take advantage of your frustration. So if you're looking at how your spouse is behaving how your colleagues are behaving, and it's driving you, it's, you know, it's frustrating you. It's making you feel like there's no change that's coming fast enough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We have a way to make you get on, see the good side of this frustration mm-hmm. and turn it into how you can envision a better space of being. Okay? So we are going to share with you um, four steps mm-hmm. into dismantling frustration. The first one is talk about, all right? Talk about it. Identify what is causing the frustration and the severity. Right, like how severe it is. Yeah. Is it minor? Is it medium? Is it moderate? Mm-hmm. Is it major? Mm-hmm. Right? Number two, decide what the ideal environment would be minus that frustration. Mm-hmm. So now you start to see how the frustration started to work in your favor. Because I think we get frustrated and we stay in that space. Yeah. So if you were to stop, man, I don't like this. But imagine what the ideal environment be, would be without that frustration. Right. Now you start thinking of the better space. And then number three, take first steps to make it better. Mm-hmm. Well, even within that, you got to understand, okay, what are the steps to make it better? All right? What what are you truly looking for to make it better? What changes need to be made? The fourth one, constantly monitor the resistance. Point them out and address them. Right. So depending on the severity, which is usually tied to how long it has been going on, so even minor frustrations could become a big thing, especially if they've been happening for years. Right. Okay? So depending on this severity, it might require more work and patience to get to this other side that you've envisioned. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So we have a little scenario here. I'm going to read it for you, and then we'll get into how to use the four steps that Julie brilliantly explained to us. We'll use it to illustrate these four steps in making your frustration work for you. Okay? Mm-hmm. Let's go. So you're the head of a company and it has a lot of, and you have a lot of demands on you. You're married and you find that it's in, it's difficult for you to be intimate with your spouse. You're hardly home and when you are home, you're most likely thinking about work. Or you're tired. No, the scenario says that <laughs> This scenario says that you're thinking about work, <laughs> not that you're tired. <laughs> How are you going to switch up this scenario? I don't know. Like, right, I don't know. <laughs> Gary, I got sidetracked. It's all good. <laughs> so let me, let me say that again. So you're the CEO of a company, okay? You have a lot of demands on you. You're married and you find it difficult to be intimate with your spouse. 
You're hardly home, and when you are home, you're probably thinking about work. So, intimacy is an issue. And you're both frustrated to different degrees. How can you get to the other side of this frustration? Okay, so remember step one. Step one is to talk about it. Identify what is causing the frustration and how severe it is. Mm -hmm. So, what are you supposed to do when you talk about it? Be specific. Yes. Now, I know ladies are usually very good at this. At being specific? At being specific. However, sometimes we get carried away with the specific <laughs> with the specifications. <laughs> well, and so we get tied up okay, right. and start attaching so many things to it. Now, you know, it's good that you brought that up early because that's actually step number three to yep. take first small steps. Mm-hmm. So it's, maybe it's not such a bad thing to highlight all the specifications, yep. but don't expect them to be done on the first go. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Which is which is where I was going to go with it. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. You know, make sure if you have to think it out, think, write it all out yourself right. first and then start going after it. Now, there's some questions you could ask, though, about, you know, while you're being specific, like what about intimacy is frustrating? Is it rushed? Mm-hmm. Right. Is it one sided? Is it unrealistic? Is it physically demanding? <laughs> Does it violate individual boundaries? Right? Are you being triggered by past experiences, perhaps um, sexual abuse? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about triggers. Okay. Uh, maybe your spouse has sexual desires that you're not confident you can fulfill, mm-hmm. which is why it's so important to really talk about it at length. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's not such a bad idea to be very specific. Because then you could kind of look at them and itemize in detail mm-hmm. and say, okay, well, we have a real issue here. Yes. Right. Yes. Cool. So that's number one. Talk about it. Talk about it at length. Okay. Number two, express to each other how you envision your intimacy. Mm-hmm. Talk about it. Talk about what you can do to make it pleasurable. Are you being realistic about what you want? You know, can you, as as spouses, work together to achieve that new state? Right. Be honest and fair. Look at it from all sides. What if there was no intimacy? What if you're intimate all the time? Yeah. Right. Just be honest about it. Look at look at it for as much angles as you possibly can. And then the next step that we kind of hinted at: take first steps, and then monitor the resistance to these steps. Mm-hmm. So it's ideal to take baby steps. If they're awkward, like if what you choose to implement is awkward, then look at the alternatives. Mm -hmm. Look at what else is available. Mm -hmm. If you don't take baby steps and make sure it's pleasurable for both of you, there's a good chance that the resistance won't loosen and you're going to remain stuck. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the idea of taking baby steps is so that you could keep an eye out for what is going to cause us to not go forward. And that's the resistance. Right. Okay? And then if you find that you keep bumping up against the same issues, which is what, that's the brunt of frustrations, now might be a good time to get some help. Mm -hmm. We always talk about getting help. Very important to get help. Get help where necessary. It might provide a different perspective, Mm -hmm. which can loosen the resistance. Mm -hmm. Because once you loosen the resistance, now you start marching in the direction that you want to go. 
And there's so many different sorts of help. I mean, it could even be just a point of how to express intimacy. True. Right? And some people may not like this, but if you have to go see a sex therapist, go ahead and see a sex therapist. Or you listen to some dancehall. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> you can listen to some dancehall. They have all types of tips okay. in dancehall music. As my brother-in-law says, skin out. <laughs> well, how is that relevant to this conversation? Well, that's a dancehall teacher's unit. Okay, I see what you said. So that's what dancehall teachers you to don't do. Don't get advice from no, dancehall music. Don't get advice from dancehall music because all they do is teach you how to skit out. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. So, I mean, if you look at these steps, though, it's good that <laughs> this can be applied to communication, right? It can be applied to, like, how you plan for things in your family parenting mm-hmm. even uh how you operate at work mm-hmm. right there's so Definitely. many applications to it so if you're frustrated with something in your marriage it means that it is time for you to envision a change and if your spouse is frustrated with anything then make yourself available for change mm-hmm. right frustrations are not necessarily a bad thing leaders know this mm-hmm. while you are in the moment it is difficult to navigate but as Bill Gates said, Ooh. Bill Gates, sorry, said, you learn more from your dissatisfied customers. When there is dissatisfaction, there is usually a need for change. Absolutely. When there is dissatisfaction in the organization or among customers or stakeholders or owners, then leaders have to take action towards the better future they imagine. No, that's that's one hundred percent true. And the thing is that. Like I've you said before, mm-hmm. your frustrations can actually be a very good thing, mm-hmm. providing you don't dwell in the frustration. Mm-hmm. Because dwelling there is obviously going to create more frustrations, and now that's more things you have to resolve. Mm-hmm. Right? In your marriage, you might shut down from your spouse and deprive them of their needs. If your spouse comes to you and say that they're frustrated with your behaviors then you need to decrease your level of resistance in order to create the best environment for your marriage. And that is your number one priority. Securing your marriage, securing your family, securing your future. That's right. And as we mentioned, you will be frustrated every single day at something. Mm -hmm. Or you're going to notice something that will trigger frustration. Absolutely. And if you're not careful... um, it might be something that could be minor. Mm-hmm. It could be something that you never addressed mm-hmm. in the past mm-hmm. that has slowly built itself up to the right. point where now it's like, ah, this is too much. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, it's important to be very attentive to what is causing us to be frustrated. When you, you know, you're constantly repeatedly bumping up against that thing that won't change. Right. Very important to be attentive to those things. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, everybody. That is our feature for today. Thank you again for hanging out with us. We love spending time with you. Remember, you are a successful leader. leader, And your marriage and family can